0: Welcome to Changed for Good, Life Elevated Through Christ with LSI Studios. In this podcast, we explore the ways in which Jesus Christ can make a lasting and elevated change in our lives. Because of Him, we can become more than we were and also receive grace for where we are on our journey. I'm your host, Britta Bennion. Okay, today we have Kenzie Sullivan here with us, and I'm so excited to hear more about your story. We only just met very recently, so I'm really excited to hear more about you. And thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. I'm
0: so excited for this. Good, me too. Good. Um I want to jump in with so that you know, everybody can hear a little bit about you. So why don't you tell us about yourself?
1: Okay, for sure. So, as she said, I'm Kenzie Sullivan and I am 16. And I'm a junior at Bradshaw High School.
0: Here in Prescott Valley. Yes, here in Prescott
1: Valley. And um, for the most part, I just play a lot of sports there. I was on the varsity volleyball team and the varsity track team. So anything to do with sports, just I love sports. (laughs) I've met a lot of great people there. And um, because of sports and all the people I've met, I've had some pretty great experiences with being able to share the gospel
0: with others. That is so cool. Well, and I think that's kind of what led to this um, interview was was you someone showed or shared with me that you um, had had some neat experiences with that, and I um, I'm really looking forward to hearing about those. But why don't we start with your experiences in your story because um, that's also pretty exciting and fun to hear. So tell us a little bit about um, maybe just your growing up years and your how much religion was in your life as you grew up.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, the main gist, I suppose, is for pretty much sixteen years of my life, which is my whole life, I grew up atheist. It was nothing that my parents did. It was completely me. It was my choice because mm-hmm. I knew who like Jesus Christ was, but I didn't necessarily believe in him. And I grew up without haver, like, having ever seen a Bible except in hotel rooms mm. and I barely even knew what the Book of Mormon was and I don't remember having any friends at all that were religious and the friends that I did have actually were pretty anti-religion so mm. having that influence definitely influenced me I suppose yeah. and at some point I wanted nothing to do with a religion at all. Which is totally different from now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I do remember watching friends of mine either fall away from their religions and make bad decisions. And I, like, that's a key point of growing up. But until I met a couple friends that were actually members of this church, I didn't know it at the time. But I noticed they were a little bit different. They're mm. a little more positive, they're more fun to be around. I met a lot of them through sports, actually. Mm. And this time this year, actually, almost exactly on this day last year, was the first time that I had ever had a prompting. And I didn't know at the time it was a prompting. I was shocked. I was like, what is happening? Because this voice just spoke to me, and I, I almost cried. I was so scared because I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> and it told me out of the blue, Kenzie, you need to go to church. And I'm like, No no way. That was my first initial thought. I'm like, nope. Like the word church and the word prayer felt awkward in my mouth. Like it felt foreign. It didn't feel Mm -hmm. right at the time. And then through sports with these great friends that I made, I had a lot of time to think about it and to think about those words that I heard. Mm -hmm. And through seeing their example and through my sister and my mom's example and seeing the beauty of the gospel online and things like that, I started to warm up to it a bit. Mm -hmm. And one day, several months after this, I asked my friends who were members, hey, can I go to church with you? And they're like, sure. So one of the girls actually picked me up and took me to church for the first time. Um, This church, actually. It was the Iron King ward, I believe. Okay. And...
0: You mean this church building is what you were...
1: Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't like... I used to go to Heights for a while with my parents until my... That's until another here. church in the area. Yes, cool. it's Church of okay. Mhm. And when we started to sing the first hymn, I don't. I didn't know how to read sheet music, so I was really scared. So I kind of just sat and listened, because it was overwhelming, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved it. I still remember the first him I ever heard and I remember what the talk was and I remember who spoke and I remember that day so clearly because I had a huge change of heart it was like right then and there like Mm -hmm. I had chills the entire time like I almost couldn't stop shivering like I was shivering uncontrollably Mm -hmm. I later learned that that's how I feel the spirit is Mm -hmm. when I get chills like that and then a couple months after that I was baptized with my sister and I bore the same testimony in front of the 50-some people that came, and I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. I I love this church. It's like a family, it's a home for me now. Wow. And that is probably
0: one of my greatest blessings. Absolutely, so. that is so neat. And, and maybe share with us a little bit about that journey where um, did you have the missionaries teaching you um, that led up to your baptism? I did, and okay. I bonded with those missionaries.
1: They were really great. They had a good way of teaching me to help me understand because it's a little overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Um, all of the different topics and things, but they made me feel comfortable and they brought people with me, like with them, excuse me, like Sister Kendall, the young women's leader and other people that were there to comfort us because it is a little overwhelming, but yeah. it made sense almost immediately. The missionaries taught me, but my grandpa, Actually, on my mom's side, helped a lot as well. We asked him several questions. Almost There was almost a new question every single day. Like, Mm. hey, what does this mean? Or, like, what does this ordinance mean? How do we do this? How would they get into the temple? Things like that. And he was always so supportive and Mm. answered all of our questions because he was just, like, unbelievably happy that we were turning to the church. I remember texting him and saying that I went to the church or church for the first time and He told me that he almost started crying immediately when he read that. And his wife, my grandma, started crying immediately. He actually got the chance to fly from Texas to Arizona to baptize my sister and I. Oh, so so cool. The months and the weeks leading up to our baptism was great, honestly. I loved learning the gospel. And it's even better now that I can relearn it in the new member lessons and almost Mm. see it in a different way now that I know what it is yeah
0: yeah and you'll keep doing that your whole life right like you'll keep learning more and more like we all do um as you study and as you um you get to experience it in all those new different ways because you're in different phases of life and and things will hit you in new ways that they hadn't before you know so it's a it's a continuous journey for all of us which is is so exciting yes so wonderful um, I want to hear a little bit more about um, your family then as well. Um, you told me right before we started that your mom was a baptized member of the church when maybe when she was young. So these grandparents you mentioned were her parents, um, but she hasn't hadn't ever gone, and then your dad was not a member of the church. And so what did that look like for them all um, seeing you on this journey or vice versa, you seeing them like how did that all fit together?
1: Uh, yes, you are right. My mom grew up in the church, mm-hmm. and then as she got older and as life started to hit, I suppose, uh, she fell away and mm. didn't go as often. There were a couple times where she would go, but for the most part, she was mostly inactive. Mm. And my dad, he grew up um, Nazarene. His mom was Nazarene, and I don't remember what faith his dad was, but yeah. he was not a member, mm-hmm. and... It was like a normal household, I suppose, that didn't go to church. It, that's what it felt like yeah. because she was inactive, he wasn't a member, we didn't know. And in those months of taking the lessons and saying, Hey, Mom, I want to go to church, it involved a lot, a lot of hard discussions. But mm-hmm. that's that's normal, I feel like, because I knew... Sorry to throw her under the bus, but my mom had a couple hesitations with going back, like tithing. I know that's can be a hesitation for anybody. Mm. Tithing and callings and the amount of time dedicated to the church. It's mm. a lot, and it's a lot for somebody who is constantly working and has a really difficult job. Mm. And so we had a lot of conversations. Where will we go if we pass on and our dad chooses not to be a member. Like with the ceiling issue, we shed a lot of tears over that with our grandparents because Mm -hmm. it was hard. And for a while, my sister and I were like, what if dad chooses not to become a member? Mm -hmm. And it was, but I, all of that set aside, it was still great because my mom sat with us through the missionary lessons. My dad at the time didn't, he was in the other room Mm -hmm. and, um, He knew about the church, and he supported us, but at the time for him, it didn't really seem like something that he wanted for himself and for his family, I suppose. He was supportive of us, though. And later on, after we were baptized, we found out that um, my dad saw my sister and I as an example, and he wanted to bring the priesthood into our home, and he wanted to be like us and be like Christ and become closer to him because he just felt that it was right. He saw what we were doing and he saw how we improved and eventually he chose to take the missionary lessons. And there were a lot of things we had to give up or mostly he had to give up and once again, more hard talks, but in the end it was worth it. And sitting in on the missionary lessons with my dad was also very great because we bonded with those missionaries as well and seeing him transform and being there when he received the priesthood I was bawling. I mean, it didn't look like it afterwards because I had, like, cleaned myself up. But (laughs) everybody was in my family was crying. And it's such a relief knowing that we don't have to worry about not being able to see each other after death because we'll be with each other for eternity once we're sealed. I am so so grateful for that.
0: Yeah. So when were you baptized? I was baptized
1: July 2nd, 2022.
0: Awesome of this year which is only like a few months ago and then yes <coughs> and then when was your dad baptized November 5th 2022 okay. I believe it was this month yeah oh that's so cool what a neat story i just love that and i love i love hearing how your journey just kind of propelled others journeys and it all just kind of melded together and <coughs> and even if it wasn't you know, say your dad hasn't been baptized yet or your sister whatever, right? like it's such a beautiful journey that you are starting on and that you are are so solid and you you just know you have um a conviction and I can I can feel it just from talking to you and from um the short discussions that we've had it's so so beautiful um so we wanted to touch a little bit on. Um, some experiences that you've had recently at school, mostly, I think, um, with some friends about um, sharing what you know now with them. Um, Do you want to elaborate on that and share some of those?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I actually would like to start off by talking about a friend that I am really close with that I went to elementary school with, but we didn't know each other that well until Mm -hmm. this year, Mm -hmm. and... This wonderful friend that I have, I wouldn't trade her for anything. She's so great. She has been struggling really hard recently in her family life in almost every aspect, like left and right. There's just these walls that she runs into. And she's, for context, she is not a member, but she is religious. But she doesn't attend Mm -hmm. church. But she knows she has a Heavenly Father that loves her. And... She, yeah, she's just been struggling a lot recently, but she doesn't let it show, that's for sure. Hmm. She's very strong. And recently I was baptized, so of course I told her about it. I told Mm -hmm. her how excited I was about it because I know I can share anything with her. And this is one of the things I knew I could share. And at first I was kind of hesitant because you never know with sharing Experiences like that with other people, what they might say. But she was like, I am so happy for you. That sounds so great. I'm glad you're on the path you want to be. Mm -hmm. And we have touched several times on the gospel, whether it's a couple seconds or we had a whole discussion about it. The concept recently that she's either asked me questions about because she was curious or I have talked about is eternal life because she has lost So many people recently that she cares about. And I Mm -hmm. just recently lost my grandma. So we've had many heartfelt talks about Mm -hmm. eternal life. And recently I was able to invite her to seminary with me. And I at first thought she wasn't going to go because 5 a.m. is early. 6 (laughs) a.m. is an early time to be awake. Mm -hmm. And I would have to go pick her up. And I don't know if she was comfortable with that. But despite all of that, she said, yes, I want to go. And That's I told her it's seminary. early. She said, "I still want to go."
0: So seminary, just so we can explain, is um, is an early morning. At least here, it's early morning class for youth. Like yes, kids your age, <clears throat> and you guys go before school, and then you head off to to school. And it's a religious, you know, class, kind of like a Sunday school, but yeah. like during the week. Yeah. So, oh, cool.
1: It's a really great experience. I love seminary. Yeah. But despite all of the things I told her, like it's early. You know, sometimes we stay and play basketball after. So if you're not Mm -hmm. comfortable with that, you know, this, I think we're doing a weird packet today. Not weird, but an odd, unusual assignment that we usually wouldn't have. Are you sure Mm. you want to go? She's like, I still want to go. I really want to go. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it takes. I want to go. And I was a little bit shocked. I almost started crying (laughs) because (laughs) the fact that she wants to learn about the gospel that much, it's inspiring. So I picked her up. We drove to seminary, and when we got there, my teacher was shocked, obviously. She's like, oh, who's this? I'm like, this is my friend. And they had a good conversation. Like, I was the third wheel in that conversation. It was so good. And sitting in class and looking over and watching her intently study the scriptures and engage in the conversations we were having, it was like this warm feeling. I got chills, so I knew the Spirit was there. And I remember specifically when we walked out of seminary after it was over to go to school, there was this massive rainbow outside. It stretched from one end of the sky all the way over to the other. It was great. It was so beautiful. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the rainbow. And in the car, we were talking about it, and we both saw it as a sign that she would be okay and Mm -hmm. that she... Has a Heavenly Father who loves her and who's always looking out for her, and that her pain is just temporary, and that He's with her every step of the way. And she has expressed so much interest in the church, and I hope that one day she will have the same experience that I have because she is an inspiration to me with her strength, and I just want the best for her, and I'm so grateful that she is willing to listen to me rant about how much I love my church
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh but that is so neat and what a neat blessing that you are to each other you know it sounds like and how you're able to buoy each other up and and be able to talk through all the things it's so neat it's so special to have someone like that in your life especially when she's going through all those hard things um and you know I'm sure you have your own hard things so it's 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 this reciprocal relationship but um, that's so so special and so neat so um, and then I think you had one or two more you wanted to share too um, yes okay. I did
1: I um, the one that I remember the most or the most clearly is my first hour is AP Bio so it's kind of a wake up call at 7am <laughs> trying to sit there solving biochemistry while you're still half asleep so so <laughs> our table mates kind of have this, like, special bond, I guess, because there's four to a table in our class. So we all sit through that class together because it's definitely tough. So we're accustomed to random questions about our personal lives just being thrown out there because we're half asleep, right? So (laughs) um, one day one of my table mates looks up from the work that he's doing and goes, Kenzie, do you have a Book of Mormon in your backpack? I'm like, um... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> a couple heads turned. I did see it, but I didn't really care that much because, woohoo, I have a Book of Mormon in my backpack. <laughs> I'm actually holding it right now. I love this thing. <laughs> I was gifted it at my baptism, so it's very special. Oh, and um, he asked he was, a question and wondered if he could like look through the Book of Mormon for an answer and I was like, oh, I mean, sure. I started to get it out of my backpack. And that's when another one of my classmates, who's also a member and is in my seminary class, he, like, scooted his chair over to our table and because he overheard the question. And he immediately, like, answered it and started talking about the plan of salvation. So I'm like, okay. So I kind of joined in in the conversation. Every time that classmate that asked the question kind of had a little funny look like, I'm confused, I would explain, and that conversation, I call it a quote-unquote lesson, because that's kind of what it felt like, <laughs> um, lasted almost the entire class period, wow. which our class periods about an hour, so it was like a 30-minute discussion, mm-hmm. and... I thought it was great because it cleared up a lot of questions that he had. And it even brought up more questions. What do you believe about this? Or what about this? What does this mean? And our other table mates started asking questions. That girl that I mentioned earlier that I'm close with, Mm -hmm. she sits next to me at that Mm. table. So she even started talking about it and asking questions. And it was a great experience. I got chills again because I knew Mm. the spirit was there. We ended up giving that boy that asked the questions the number for the missionaries if he had any further questions and he wrote it down and stuck it in his planner and said I will mm-hmm. and that was a great experience because it allowed me to bond with my classmates that early in the morning. <laughs> oh for
0: sure. Well, and it's and all that you're doing in a conversation right um like that is is bringing people to Christ, right? Like we're we're discussing like all these questions that so many of us have um, on this earth and that we grapple with or that we just aren't sure about. And it's so beautiful to have um, a conversation like that where the Spirit's there. Because one of the jobs of the Spirit is to testify of Christ. So when you are having those discussions, then you're testifying of Christ, even if, you know, you aren't even talking about Him. You know, like it's it's just part of what... Um, the spirit does and then it helps you all learn and grow and teach together um which is so so neat and it's bringing people to Christ and that is what we want to do like it's not and yes we have a beautiful church and we um and there's so much that we can grow within um and and learn and improve within the church but our ultimate you know, messages Christ, you know, and yeah. that is who we, we want people to learn about and know about and understand better and see how he's really involved in their lives and all the things, you know, like that, that come with who he is and what he's done for us. I mean, so on and on, right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but that's, that's who we worship. That's who we, I mean, it's the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, because, He's the head of it. He's the one that we, I mean, we understand that none of this is possible without him. So that's so neat. Um, Do you want to share that last one? I think you said you had one more.
1: Uh, Sure, why not? Um, Touching on the student-athlete part of my life, Mm -hmm. there have been many times recently in volleyball that I've been able to talk about the gospel and talk about Christ with my other teammates Mm -hmm. who are either non-religious or also members of their own churches and Mm -hmm. it's great I always love talking to my teammates about it because I feel like I have another bond with them besides oh they're my teammate now it's oh there's another daughter or son of Christ even though we all are but it's great to have those talks with them it helps me bond with them a little bit and they always ask me questions sometimes it's In the middle of warm-ups, they'll be like, wait, why can't you drink coffee again? Or Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's questions about maybe our temples or our ordinances or what we do on Sundays, why we choose to be with our families on Sundays, and all these questions, and I love to answer them, and I ask them questions about their churches, and they respond, and we just have these beautiful conversations where there's no hatred and there's no judgment. It's just, like, a unifying conversation. Yeah. I was invited to church with them, and I invited them to church with me, mm-hmm. and it's great. I feel like I have friends on a, on my team, and it's yeah. a wonderful experience to be able to talk about Christ and how much he loves us with them.
0: Yeah, and I um, I think you were saying, like, this happens... In warm-ups and things I mean on long bus rides you know just oh yeah all different everywhere different times yeah um and I do think you're right it bonds us when we we have those kind of deeper conversations with people versus you know the casual everyday ones so that is so neat um the other thing I was going to bring up about how we all of this revolves around Christ is um, once you have Christ, in your life, you know, you notice it, and there's a change, and there's something that's that you're better. You're better off because he's there. Because it's um, it's through him that we are healed, and that we're made whole, and that we find peace. And all the good things are are because of Christ. Um, so, in touching on that, um, how has the gospel of Jesus Christ changed you for good?
1: The one word I can think of is, like, drastically because he's drastically changed me because obviously I'm a teenager. I go through lots of stress and anxiety with being a student and a student athlete, but now that I have Christ in my life, I have a solid foundation to stand on and a sturdy rock to lean on, and it makes those challenges a little bit easier to bear. They don't go away. Obviously, nobody's challenges go away because they're tests to prove that we are worthy to live with our Father in heaven one day. And having that outlook on those struggles is has definitely helped me cope with things a little bit better. And I noticed even my athletic performance, if you will, has improved because when you're an athlete, there's tons of people in the stands watching you play and commenting on your every move, whether it's good or bad. Mm. And it's hard sometimes to focus when you're on the court because you have all these distractions. And sometimes I used to find myself playing to please the crowd, obviously, so that Mm. I wouldn't get, you know, booed at or something. But now that I have Christ in my life, I find that I'm playing for Christ because he's given me this opportunity to play volleyball and bond with these girls and do what I love and stay physically active and help me, I suppose, because I love sports. It's like a coping mechanism for me. Mm-hmm. He's given me that opportunity, and when I'm on the court and I play for him, it I feel more calm. I feel like I'm able to make some crazy play happen that I normally wouldn't be able to. I don't think about the pain when I'm diving for a ball as Mm. much as I would before because I'm playing for Christ. My Mm. team, my volleyball team, we pray before every game and that helps me calm down a little bit and it uses my pain and it strengthens me. It really does.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's such a neat example of how how something um, seemingly small can be so big, you know, and can have such a... Impact in so many different parts of your life. Um, so, like even on the court, it's something that's it's changed the way that you even view playing a sport. You know, like yeah. which is which is crazy. You sometimes don't think that those things are even related at all. You know, religion, Christ versus uh, playing sports. You know, like it's it can seem super unrelated, but um, but really, he he comes and he changes all aspects of our lives when we let him in, and when we're living the the life that he wants us to live meaning you know following his commandments doing those simple little things that bring him in more um it it makes a lasting impact and it makes daily impact um which is so so cool i love this quote by um elder bednar he says knowing that the gospel is true is the essence of a testimony consistently being true to the gospel is the essence of conversion and I think that's so neat because it's, it's got, um, you know, it's got that aspect of well, we we have testimonies of the gospel, but true conversion is is being true to what we know and being true to, um, the gospel, and and continuously just living it, like day in day out and keep keep growing, keep moving forward. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share or touch on that we haven't yet? I,
1: there's this phrase that I really like, and it means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, he is a miracle worker and a promise keeper. And I know that Heavenly Father is a miracle worker, that Jesus Christ is a miracle worker, because... I'm here now, aren't I? I'm talking about Jesus. I'm testifying about Christ and all that he does. Six Mm -hmm. months ago, that wouldn't have been me. A year ago, that definitely wouldn't have been me. Mm. And the fact that I'm here now is something I wouldn't change. Having this foundation, like I said, is probably the greatest blessing in my entire life, knowing that I have a Father in heaven who loves me and loves all his children, and Jesus who performed the atonement for us so that We would have someone that knows exactly how we feel. And like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's my greatest blessing. Yeah. Because he really is a miracle worker. Absolutely.
0: And those miracles don't have to be, you know, parting the Red Sea or healing a blind man, right? They're all over the place if you're looking. Mm
1: -hmm. They're everywhere.
0: They are everywhere. And and you are one of them, (laughs) right? (laughs) Which is so neat. And I love... um, You know, because you have chosen to enter the waters of baptism and to follow Christ, to make it a conscious effort in your life um, or a conscious choice, I guess, to follow Christ, um, you will bless so many people. You already have, right? Because of who you are and who you are becoming um, and who you are now that Christ is right there alongside you. And he's even more right there alongside you when when you're showing him that you choose to follow him again, like through a covenant like baptism. So, so your life is blessed and others will continue to be blessed, um, your family, your friends, you know, like as you continue throughout your life. And that's what um, what can bring us such great joy is we know what, um, what change that's made in our, ourselves. And now we can go and hopefully help others find that as well and find greater peace and joy now not just when we die, right, or, yeah. you know, or at some point in our lives. Like, it's it's something we can have right now, and that is such a beautiful gift. So thank you so much, Kenzie, for your testimony, for your example, um, for who you are, and for coming on today. Thank you for letting me do this. Yes, I appreciate you so much, and good luck with everything, with your schooling and um, sports and all of it. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I want to thank our guest again for being here today. I pray that as you listened, the Spirit whispered to you the specific actions you can take as you move forward in your daily life. I know Christ is there, and that following those promptings will bring you closer to Him and to lasting and elevated change. May God be with you in your journey. To find out more, visit us at lsistudios.com and to learn more about The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Visit comeuntochrist.org or reach out to us.